This is the CVBT Audio Interview Podcast, where you'll get ideas about improving your bottom line in business and in life from experts around the world. When Shakespeare put down his quill after writing his first play, his work was only just starting. He had to market Henry VI. Well, it's no different for authors 500 years later. The writing of the book or the play or whatever is just the start. Then the author has to market his or her work. Publishers do that for their big-name authors. And writers who would rather write a check than do it themselves can hire some excellent publicists. But for the new writer trying to get readers and sell some of the books... The real do-it-yourself work comes after the book is published. Central Valley rancher and former broadcaster Brent Gill has added book author to his resume, having written two books aimed at the preteen market, Fire on Black Mountain and its sequel, Snow on Black Mountain. He joins us today in this CVBT audio interview podcast to talk about his itch to start writing and, just as importantly, the marketing of that writing. Well, thank you, Doug, and good morning. Uh, yeah, it, it's been a, um, you're right, it's been kind of an itch for uh, quite a few years, actually. Even as a uh, much younger man, I, I uh, kind of, Walter Mitty did, I, I dreamed of writing and, and never really got into it. Uh, about uh, going on 10 years ago now, I started doing a little writing and kind of having a little fun with it. And I, I did take the opportunity to go to a writing class. The uh, lady was putting on up in Springville near my home. And uh, uh, I, I took a piece of, of work that I had, a short piece, and, and I read this to her and, and uh, the others in the, the class. And uh, I got to be honest, I was almost uh, uh, upset with her in the way that she answered uh, my uh, uh, critique. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Holy cow. You know, and, and after a, a few days, I thought about that and I realized that my ego was in the way and it was just simply a matter of she was trying to help me make it better. So I went back. And I spent quite a little time uh, going to classes with her. Uh, after a while, uh, long story short, I ended up being uh, a part of another writing group that she was a part of, uh, a more professional group. And that's where I've been ever since. But there I began to notice that there were some folks that were writing books. And I'd watching what they would do. They would bring a new chapter to our writing group once a week and read us a new chapter and we would go over that chapter with them and talk about one thing and another and you know it's looking at the concept of writing a book is you know you're looking at all of these pages and thousands and thousands of words and etc cetera, etc cetera. it's a little bit more intimidating because you don't realize that it's a little bit like the old joke about how do you eat an elephant it's one bite at a time and so when you, you start writing a book, it's one chapter or one page or, or even sometimes one sentence at a time to uh, get it done. Uh, I 
had an experience early in, in my life when I was 12 years old. Uh, my dad got me out of bed at 1.30 in the morning, said, we've got to catch up some horses, uh, meet the firefighters uh, partway up the mountain, and uh, we will uh, take them up to a fire up high on, on Black Mountain. Well, you're 12 years old. Uh, you're getting out of bed in the middle of the night. You're going to climb the mountain in the dark because we had to get up there before daylight. And we had to take firefighters and go up to a fire. What a deal. This is an exciting trip. So uh, when I started with the concept that I might write a book, uh, this, uh, there was no other story but uh, to write the, the story of that trip up the mountain. And it became uh, a story called Fire on Black Mountain. Of course, uh, just writing about my experience would be a little bit boring, I think. Uh, maybe not real boring, but a little bit. And I decided that the whole idea would be that I would create a character and make a fictionalized story about my real experience. But Billy Scott's father, instead of being uh, like my father and led, up the, uh, led us all up the mountain, and I followed along with real life, uh, in my story, Billy Scott's father has had a serious fall with his horse, and he broken his leg in three places, and he can't ride. So Billy... Uh, has to uh, get up and go uh, catch up the horses and he has to take horses up the, the uh, lead horses up the side of the mountain for the firefighters and then lead them up the dark mountain in the middle of the night uh, to uh, get up to the fire and and uh, uh, so it becomes a uh, kind of a coming of age story and and all of that good stuff and then I had the thought that well gee you know if Billy Scott has one adventure here there might be another adventure in Billy Scott so I'd had uh, lots of experiences uh, in uh, all of the uh, uh, adventures that I'd had on the ranch. So I went one more and I wrote uh, uh, Snow on Black Mountain. And the whole concept is that uh, Billy and his dad have 50 head of cows and calves running on top of Black Mountain on the summer range. And there's a huge snowstorm coming. And if Billy doesn't get uh, take a few days off from school, much to his mother's great displeasure, by the way, uh, Billy uh, has to go back up the mountain. And he and his horse, Rowdy, have to go see if they can't find uh, 50 headed cows and calves and get them off the mountain and get them down to the lower country and out of the snow before the snowstorm comes. And uh, of course, Billy can't go up the mountain and not get into trouble. So uh, that's kind of a real quick thumbnail about my two books, uh, Doug. Well, Brent, this is a kind of a do-it-yourself uh, effort from the get-go, not just the writing, but also publishing. You're self-published. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, this is very true. And, and uh, we decided that, that uh, it would be best to uh, self-publish or publish on... Uh, uh, Amazon, uh, independent publishing. And uh, I, I, when you do that, you, you don't have any of the benefits of uh, major publishers who could possibly help you set up a book tour, set up advertising and what have you. I've talked to many other writers uh, who, uh, and, and I also am a member now of, an, of a, uh, another major uh, uh, chapter of the Writers of Kern, which is a, a chapter of California Writers Club. Uh, but 
talking to several people there who have been published by uh, uh, major publishers, the advertising and it, it's not what it's knocked up to be. Uh, it ends up that the author ends up doing a lot of it. So what you really are as a, when you self-publish is you're the author, the editor, the designer, the formatter, the planning agent, the marketing agent, the advertising agent, promotions, and then don't forget accounting and taxes. You, you do everything. Uh, but the other side of that is that you have the pleasure of doing all of those things and you have the ability to control and adjust and tweak and, and well, that didn't work, let's try this. And, and uh, so there's a lot of, of uh, I think, a lot of benefit in being able to do a lot of that. And uh, I, I have found that there are a lot of ways to do it. Uh, I, I never went into writing with the idea that I would be able to retire to a Caribbean island and, and uh, sit with my feet uh, in the water and my rear end on the sand. I never saw that as a possibility. But I thought it was the other side of that was that I put a lot of work and effort into it. And I deserve the ability to sell these books. And so you kind of have to, well, how can I go about doing that? And, uh, uh, you know, the old standard is you have a book signing at a bookstore and people come in and line up and, and you know, you, you do all of those things. And there's a lot more to it. And, and uh, I, I have, as you have said, I have written a column uh, I had a good relationship with the uh, local newspaper. I contacted the uh, editor of the newspaper and uh, he very kindly did a, uh, a very, very nice article, including a picture. And when it came out in the newspaper, you couldn't ask for better placement. It was uh, in the upper left corner of the front page above the fold and a full color picture. So, you know, you, you can't ask for a better promotion than that. Uh, and and uh, I what I uh, decided to do then was to have my first book signing, not in a book sale, a bookstore rather, but in front of the newspaper office. And uh, when I... Uh, they have a, a, a portico right in the front uh, entrance of the newspaper, and they're closed on Saturdays. So for me to set up a table right in the front of the portico, which would have blocked the entrance to the, to the, the paper, uh, I was in a good place. Plus, there was good parking, easy street access, a lot of things. And uh, uh, by the time I showed up on the morning of the uh, book signing, to set up my table and set out my books, uh, there were actually two ladies standing there, hands on hips, waiting for me to show up and set up my table. Well, from that table in front of the newspaper uh, front door, you have uh, broadened your marketing. Now you're appearing in schools around the central California area, not just the Central Valley, but the coast as well. And this is a new adventure in promotion. Uh, uh, I have a niece who is a school nurse at a couple of elementary schools here in uh, Arroyo Grande uh, along the Central Coast, and, and uh, she had uh, gotten my books to 
both the principal and the librarian at a couple of schools over here. And I came over about a month ago and uh, talked to both principals and uh, librarians about the stories and about the books. And uh, by the time I left here, I had it all set up so that uh, yesterday I went to the first of these two schools and I uh, was able to have two 30 minute assemblies where I had thir third, fourth, fifth and sixth graders come in and uh, they all sat on the floor of the cafeteria and I talked to them about uh, selling or not selling, but to writing books and, and that, that, you know, they could be authors too. And, and uh, you know, I was raised on a cattle ranch and I did this and I had the trip up the mountain and then I wrote the story and, and Billy Scott uh, has become the hero of the story and et cetera, et cetera. And so I'm, I'm doing, I've got another one to do today. You know, the thing is, I, I am not afraid of speaking in public. I, I worked uh, a radio station in, in uh, my hometown for uh, 22 years. I uh, worked there uh, one day a week, but I, I learned to, to address people and, and handle people on the telephone, and, and it was a call-in show. And, uh, you know, I did a lot of different things along that line. So when I step in front of a group, uh, I... I I don't have a whole lot of problem uh, speaking. One of the things that I did was I wrote letters to service clubs. I went to the Chamber of Commerce website, found the address, phone number, name of uh, people involved with uh, Kiwanis and Rotary and Lions and, and all of these service clubs. And I wrote them a letter and they're always looking for a program for their, their uh, meeting. And so I, I, said, well, I can do a 15 or 20 minute program. And uh, I found that uh, if I get in front of people and talk about my books and talk about what happened and the story about following my dad up the mountain and then turning it around and, and Billy uh, has to lead the firefighters and all of that, it, I, I find that when I tell that story, I sell books. And, and that's the reality uh, of that. So Really, it's a, a matter of uh, service clubs, of schools, of um, they've all had their certain successes. Uh, my first invitation, you'll love this, my first invitation to speak, which kind of gave me the idea of service clubs, was I got a call from a six-member garden club. Could you come talk to us about your book? Yes, I could. And I went, and I'm a son of a gun. I ended up selling, I think it was 10 or 11 books that day uh, because people uh, bought a couple of them and, and that kind of thing. So it, it's a matter of, that's one way. The other way, of course, is you get it uh, into a bookstore. Uh, it is, they are available on Amazon, just in case the listener might be interested. You can go up on Amazon and you can look me up by my name and it will bring up both books, uh, Fire on Black Mountain and Snow on Black Mountain. It sounds like to drive sales, you have to have multiple targets. You just can't count on one or two things. No, it is, you know, and it's it's like it's like so many other things, Doug. We do things, and they they may or may not be highly successful, but each are successful in their own way. And and I found that that uh, you know. Even if the things I'm trying a new one uh, now, of course, with schools, I've got another one coming. There's a 
uh, a business in, in uh, my hometown that uh, sells chocolate and coffee and, you know, not donuts, but that kind of stuff, you know, muffins and this kind of thing. And I talked to the owner and we're going to do a wine and chocolate night. He closes at seven in the evening. So we're going to start this at seven and we're going to bring in uh, people and, and uh, he, he doesn't have a liquor license, but he can give away wine if they'll buy a little chocolate. Uh, and uh, we're going to do not too terribly different from what I'm doing with the schools, but maybe a little more relaxed. I will tell the story and I will uh, uh, then I'll, I'll read a chapter uh, or a little more, uh, which I have done with these school kids. And, uh, you know, it's just it, it's more a matter of trying things. And none of them have been unsuccessful. Some have been a little bit more or less than others. But there's none of the things that I have done so far that I would not do again. Well, Brent, with two books published, one being the sequel of the other, it begs the question, is there a third book in the pipeline? Well, it's not in the pipeline yet. Uh, I've been pretty busy doing this promotion thing because I'm very deep into the marketing department at the moment. But uh, uh, yes, there are actually two potential books uh, there and and uh, possibly even a, a third with a very different format. Uh, there, there's probably another Billy Scott book uh, because there are ranches, uh, ranch experiences that I had growing up on the on a working cattle ranch uh, that I I got to do many things that um, a lot of, of young people did not get to do as they grew up. And so uh, I can most probably uh, uh, involve Billy in some of these things. The other one is I have a, uh, my great grandparents uh, came out from uh, Ohio. Uh, he and his two of the older boys, an eight-year-old and a 10-year-old, uh, rode out from Ohio to California uh, on horseback in the 1873 range. And she came out on the train with uh, four kids, uh, a pair of twin boys, uh, five, uh, her namesake, uh, who was three, and my grandfather, who was a year and a half. Uh, and uh, they loaded all the goods in the uh, freight car and then put a milk cow in the uh, cattle car because my grandfather at 18 months uh, was her 10th child and ninth pregnancy because of the twins. So uh, the chance that her body would support nursing this little boy uh, at uh, 18 months after his birth are pretty slim. So they brought the cow so that the twins could run back to the cattle car when they stopped every six miles to bring the old steam train out from Ohio. They, uh, they would run back and throw a little water and hay to the old cow. One of them would squeeze the cow for some milk for my grandfather while she had to go to the uh, hand pump and rinse out diapers because there's no chance that he was uh, very well potty trained either. So uh, she had her job, the, the boys had their job, and my grandfather went along and enjoyed the benefits. That The story of my great-grandparents, I might make that a prequel to a Billy Scott story, that he is related to them, and, and it may be told from him going to his grandfather and talking to his grandfather and this telling the story of them coming out. I've played with that. And I, I can see some possibilities there. 
Well, Brent, from your experiences, it seems like do-it-yourself marketing is just as important as writing the book in the first place. Well, you know, I think the, the, the whole concept of marketing is such a, a huge thing. I mean, you know, we see it on TV every day. We see it in our newspapers. We see it in signs along the road. We see it in, in all kinds of different things. But if, if you are a writer or if you're interested in writing, not every writer is as comfortable speaking to the public as I am. So we understand that not everybody will do everything that I can do or do have done. And some of you may be able to do them even better than I do. And, and so it's just a matter of trying to find what will work for you and what will, will uh, make sales occur. One of the things that I did almost immediately was I found a plastic toolbox that was large enough and, and not too terribly big. It's about, oh, I don't know, 14, 15 inches long and about uh, six and a half inches wide because the books are on a six by nine format. And I put 10 books in there. I put some change. Uh, I carry 50, uh, $50 in change in ones, fives, and uh, tens. I put a bunch of business cards, uh, little sticky notes, uh, several pens, so I had things. And I throw that in my truck. And wherever I go, that box goes where I am. Be because I will run into people in the grocery store or in uh, uh, doing whatever I do during my day. And, and people will say, oh, gee, I, I, I'd like to get one of your books. I just happen to have them in the car. Would you like to step out to my truck? And I'll be more than glad to sell you a book. And, and I always have change so I can make change. The other thing I did was I create a bigger roll of what I call a roll around uh, box, toolbox, where I have, uh, and now because I have two books, I have 20 copies of each book in this roll around. So I can take that into a presentation or a meeting and I, I have the books there available. Uh, there's, there's other things that I've done that would get too lengthy, but uh, there's, there's just, uh, you know, there, there's just some kind of simple things to do. A couple of caveats. If you go to a service club, remember, they have 15 to 20, maybe 25 minutes for a program. There's, there's three things you got to remember. If it's a morning meeting, they're going to work. If it's a noon meeting, they got to get back to work. If it's an evening meeting, they've been at work all day long. Take 15 or 20 minutes and don't go longer uh, because they will never invite you back. I guarantee it. Um, the other thing is, is you know, you, you, you've got to put some sizzle in your story. It, it, it's a little bit like the old tale about, you know, you can eat a meal of an old piece of dead cow, or you can eat a wonderfully cooked sizzling steak, and it's exactly the same meal. Put a little sizzle in your story. Tell the story of the story, as I have told you, the story behind how Billy uh, uh, got the, the impetus to take the firefighters up the mountain. Uh, it's, it's a matter of selling, and, and it's just a matter of, of doing the thing. The last thing I want to talk about is I dress the part. Uh, Billy Scott is a stockman's son. Uh, he dresses in cowboy hat, Levi's vest, jumper, uh, uh, heavy coat, boots, the whole bit. And 
I do the same. When I go out uh, today, I am on my way a little later today to go to another school. I will have Levi's on. I will have cowboy boots on. Uh, I will have a long-sleeved Western shirt with a nice bolo tie. And I will have a uh, nice vest. And, of course, on top, I, I wear the, uh, the hat. And uh, I, I, my boys, my sons, uh, got a request before Christmas. Dad needs a new hat. You may have to all get together to afford to buy me a new hat. And they did. And I have a, a beautiful new Stetson hat so uh, that I'm very proud to wear. Uh, and, and the other thing, one of the other things is you make a schedule, you make a calendar, and you absolutely live with that calendar. Don't miss an event, let me tell you. Brent, you've been very generous with your uh, thoughts and your ideas and a lot of very handy tips that other authors can use probably immediately. But what would you like to add that we haven't had a chance to talk about? Well, thank you very kindly, and thanks for uh, giving me the opportunity to uh, talk a little bit about my books. They are available on Amazon. Uh, and uh, if you uh, live in an, any area where I am, give me a call and, and uh, maybe we can set up a, a meeting and I can talk to your Lions Club or Kiwanis Club or Rotary Club. You've been listening to the CVBT Audio Interview Podcast, one-on-one -on -one interviews with experts in business and personal growth. Keep up to date with all of our podcasts and news that impacts business by subscribing to our daily email newsletter. To sign up for a free introductory subscription, please send us your preferred email address. Our email is editor at biznews.com. That's spelled B-I-Z-G-N-U-S dot com. Thanks for listening.